0: the Get Hyperion Collection, the movie review podcast for people who fly like paper, they get high like planes. If you catch me at the border, I got visas in my name. If you come around here, I make them all day. I got down in a second.
1: Of- <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 okay. And uh, I'm your host, oh. Tommy. I'm with uh, Omar, Omar, as usual. Yeah. And uh, we're looking at another movie to review. This time it's gonna be, as you can tell by like the clue from like my weird intro, it's gonna be Pineapple Express. It's yeah. first of all,
1: like, uh, how you been doing?
0: How are your things in your end?
1: Yeah, not bad, man. Not bad, just chilling mainly, and um, it's by it really. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's, it's all we can do. It's like the uh, same as last time, not much. As, uh...
1: Yeah, because of coronavirus, fucking yeah. bollocks hey, what can you do?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the news, things are bleak.
1: Uh, yeah, like one minute odd, and uh, Boris is saying how it's peaked, and then next minute he's saying he wants to lift it. I'm like, fucking on, man, make your mind rough.
0: Yeah. Well, it's weird, because like the press is like, for ages, and the press and the Labour Party as well, I been kind of coaxing him, saying, we need an exit strategy, we need to get back to work. And as soon as they started floating that idea, they started saying the other thing, like, "Oh no, it's confusing." And no one's like really like being a, a strong like leader or whatever. I don't know what the, if that's even the right word for it. But also, you know, there's been a lot of like famous people like dying recently, and it's really starting to get down.
1: Yeah, man. It's not a
0: bright time in history. I
1: know, <laughs> but, yeah, fucking Little Richard passed away, did Little
0: Richard, like, just at the time of recording. Yeah. Basically, like, the uh, inventor of what, the architect of rock and roll, as he calls exactly, himself.
1: Exactly, Not Elvis.
0: No, not, not Elvis.
1: Fuck Elvis. <laughs> um, but, like, Little Richard, man. The pioneer.
0: Yeah, you like, brought, like, a lot to us. Like, the, the kind of like bands that like wouldn't exist like without Little Richard. I mean, rock and roll like existed in like forms and stuff, but yeah. just certain aspects of it wouldn't exist. Like, you know, if you think about like even like a band like Motorhead, and he says, like, Why does he sing like that? Why does Lemmy sing in that gravelly voice? He says, It's because of Little Richard.
1: Man, that Richard, I fucking know. Mm. <laughs> And he's little.
0: <laughs> he's, he's always little. <laughs> yeah,
1: man.
0: Two <Toody> De Fruity. <laughs> Too Fruity. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um let's take a look at this
1: film. I've uh let
0: me bring up the Rotten Tomatoes course. We always like to look at that for, don't we? Yeah, man, definitely. Rotten Tomatoes. Apologies, like, if I'm a bit lagging, i had like a, a barbecue earlier. <laughs> like, sometimes, like, I drink during the podcast, but this is the first time I've been, like, drinking for most of the day, so...
1: See, I drank early in the morning, and then I, I went nap, and then I had a long nap, and I woke up, and then I just had something to eat, and that was it. Yeah. But yeah.
0: So this is uh, the 2008 movie Pineapple Express. It's a... Uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco It's one yeah. of those uh those, Apatow movies. Judd Apatow. So you know, a uh, forty-year-old virgin. Yeah, I've seen They're that. Bad. Um, seen that. Trying to think what else is like fits into that thing, but it's part of that like, of, like production team. Like all is the same people. Yeah, yeah. And as a. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it six to eight percent out of two hundred and two cool. reviews. That's uh, that's fresh. Okay. It's not it's not like a strong, it's not like a strong one, but it's like a, that's a fresh rating.
1: It's called classic, though.
0: Well, yeah, seventy three percent is the audience score. So yeah,
1: it's uh, It's not set, but it was. Um, I mean, th- th- those things
0: are closer.
1: It came out in two thousand eight.
0: Yeah. Before Obama, yeah. <laughs> like, right before Obama, so
1: yeah,
0: right before uh, the credit crunch, even like just as that was happening.
1: Oh shit! Oh yeah, the recession and that. Yeah, fucking bullets.
0: <laughs> and um, so yeah, looking at it, uh, I don't think we've had like many films. Like we've, this, I say many. This is the third one. Oh. Here's something particular. You've done three movies. This is the third one. This is the first one with two white leads. Think about it. Half baked oh, Dave Chappelle. Harold and Kumar get the munchies. Oh yeah. Representation, my brother. Yeah,
1: man. That's
0: white people. <laughs> white people are doing it finally. <laughs> the big barrier. They get a film on this podcast,
1: you <laughs> know. Fucking yeah.
0: So, yeah. you want to do a quick rundown of uh, the plot, a little summary?
1: So yeah, like the plot is, um, <laughs> how can I say? Um, there's a guy called Dell, um, yeah. who's a guy who gives out subpoenas and stuff.
0: A process He's- server.
1: He's a public server, oh, um, and the other guy, Saul, who's his drug dealer, and yeah, um, basically the plot is Dale one day witnesses a murder, yeah, basically, and it's he freaks out about it.
0: And actually, it's kind of like interesting about uh, this film, what separates it from other stoner films is that usually they're kind of like, they're always like, they're friends beforehand, aren't they? Yeah. How and Kumar, they're like lifelong friends. Yeah. Half-baked, they're lifelong friends. It's yeah, yeah. kind of it's rare. Hard. Like, if they, if they aren't, don't start off friends, then usually no. they become friends super quickly. Cheech and Chong, no. their movie, they don't start off friends. Friends within seconds. How high, they don't know each other, meet each other. Friends within seconds. Here, they yeah, actually exactly. don't like each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, see this film, yeah They'll always like Wants to leave as soon as he gets the weed
0: Yeah, he's a bit of a snob
1: Uh Huh?
0: He's a bit of an elitist, even though he's a loser He's kind of like an elitist
1: Um I feel
0: that, like even like Even though he like smokes weed All the time, he like Disparagingly talks about drug dealers He calls them all criminals Even though he loves smoking weed
1: I mean like yeah like uh i can't remember what i was gonna say i was gonna say um fucking what was i saying yeah you're talking he, about
0: how he's like always trying to make excuses get out of there quickly
1: yeah yeah because, yeah because he's just like yeah i've got my weed i'm gonna fuck off now
0: soul's like one of those dealers like know, come over he like make, maybe like makes you listen to like a, him play guitar for a bit mm-hmm. i was like oh well, i'm watching a movie do you want to sit here and watch the movie and like you kind of got to plan your whole thing around his like time I
1: did, I, I did skip a bit where um private miller who's in the in the room and he's speed boxing while higher stoned down his brain mm that's the start of the, the thing. the movie. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. There's that little, like... That's um, where
1: it starts off. In that Doctor Strangelove
0: thing. type thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it's like they're in a the bunker sort of thing. Mm. And he's like, why are we in here? And all that. And he starts ranting and that. And they have to, like, um, get him out of the room.
0: Yeah, well, basically, it's the idea that the uh, military, like, the reason that weed is illegal and it's, like, so stigmatised is just because of, like one like Doctor Strange, love like military operation, but they looked at, they call it item nine. Uh, Private Miller, the guy who you're talking about, is played by Bill Hader from Saturday Night Live. He's like, pretty funny. And it's just that, uh, it's funny, like, it's just like 40s, it's, it's set in 1935. And he's like, if you think about how 60s weed, that's basically oregano. I don't know what like 1930s weed was like, but uh, it's kind no, of I like, it's not quite connected it. to the plot, but it's kind of like. One thing I noticed about this film nearly every character who smokes, including Plymouth Miller, is a philosophy stoner. The philosopher sure. stoner is mentioned in Half Baked.
1: Oh, yeah yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, like, and what I always joke about the philosopher stoner is that the main thing that they always figure out, the big secret, is that they prefer smoking weed to working?
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, okay. Working's bullshit. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of
1: like. A... So let's go back to the plot. Yeah. Um, so he basically goes to Saul's to get yeah. some pineapple express. What he what he doesn't he doesn't realize that it's pineapple pineapple express until Saul says, "Oh yeah, have some of this. This is the good shit." Like,
0: yeah. That's kind yeah, of like Pineapple the crux Express. of the plot because yeah. in, in real life obviously Pineapple Express is a kind of like commonish type of strain of weed. But in this it's like the rarest shit ever. And that's what yeah. connects him to Saul, to him being at the side of witnessing the gangland murder and all of that. And that's like yeah. propels the plot along the idea is super weird weed.
1: Super so, when weird he leaves, so when he leaves so when he leaves Souls. After smoking weed and that, uh, he witnesses what we now know is the murder of that um, Chinese girl.
0: Yeah, the Chinese triads, aren't they?
1: That's it. Yeah.
0: There's a huge, like, ongoing joke about like they keep saying he's Asian, but that they never specify,
1: and getting like, yeah. more and
0: more confused because no one wants to say.
1: And he gets murdered by a corrupt cop and a drug kingpin. Yeah basically
0: yeah and w- what goes on from there is like it's basically like this film has a very different vibe from a lot of other uh stoner sure. films it's not chill there aren't any trippy visuals in fact from the minute that murder happens it's kind of like a really the characters is going to like a permanent panic attack yeah. Tense film for a stoner comedy. It's unbelievably tense. Like,
1: yeah, it is pretty tense.
0: Like gruesome stuff happens in other stoner films, but it's just kind of like this weird, like innate, like fear. Like you genuinely like w- kind of worry for these people. <laughs> mm. I mean, you see, like it's not—it's not even like you always get like some films where like these guys are going after. Like the happy-go-lucky like uh, idiots like beavers and butt head do america like they got like the atf after them the cia they got gangsters they got spies everyone after them and like and dumb and dumber they got those like two criminals after them and the cops are after them but they kind of mm-hmm. like they kind of like just like breeze through it they go like in a happy-go-lucky way like maybe they accidentally take out a couple of guys and it's they never really know, unless they actively know they're in danger.
1: <laughs> yeah, they know that it's, there's danger behind them sort of thing and it's like, we're fucked basically. Yeah. Like, it's, the moment Del sees that murder, he runs back to souls and he's like, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: like, sort of thing.
0: I find it funny that he runs back to souls. Yeah, because... he runs
1: back to souls and he's like, fuck! we got to go and whatever, like, we dropped the roach and, oh, yeah, it's and, fantastic and oh, blah, 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 and we got a jet and they, I can't remember where they go after that. They go to... Going to the woods. they go into the woods, yeah. But what I find funny
0: is he's like, a, like I say, um, the main guy, Seth, uh, Seth Rogen's character, he's a snob. He thinks yeah. he's better than Sol. And mm-hmm. he thinks, like, because, you know, Sol's kind of pretentious in his own way. But um, Sol, um, Seth Rogen's character, he doesn't have any other friends. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have anyone else he can go to. He like, just runs straight to the guy that he doesn't even like. Just kind yeah. of tolerates. Kind of like, he's kind of, like, in a fucking rut. He, like, he kind of enjoys his life, but he has to put on all these affectations. Like, he wears the suit all the time. Even though his yeah. job doesn't technically require an assistant, Shitty looking suit as well, isn't it? Yeah, that kind of like that tan. Like <laughs> he's like he's dating like a, a high schooler. He's got, yeah. he's got. That is
1: pretty sus, man. It I,
0: it is sus, and I think it's a uh, supposed to be like in Scott Pilgrim where he um it kind of just kind of highlights that people have moved on from him and he's kind of like just stuck.
1: Who is Scott Pilgrim?
0: Oh, Scott Pilgrim is um, a movie with Michael Cera. It's kind of um, okay. It's kind of about like this Canadian like indie rock slackers. But it's got all these cool like retro like video game things and the plot is that um, he like meets this girl and falls in love with her and uh, he has to fight her seven Evil ex boyfriends <laughs> and to be able to get with her. There's all this like mad like video game like a beat em up action.
1: I was just looking at my phone. I had a WhatsApp. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm glad my phone's on silent, man, because my phone would be pinging off. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, anything else?
0: Well, yeah, it was going into him like being kind of a loser, kind of pretentious, pretentious philosophy stone. He thinks he's got all these great opinions. He's always calling in to like talk radio to share them. And the main thing that gives him like a pleasure in life is basically outsmarting all of these other people through his job as a process server. Sol is like also, he's also like very pretentious and a bit deluded about himself as well. He's like uh, intellectual affect... Where are you going, man? <laughs> okay.
1: Don't worry, man.
0: I'm going, man. Okay, cool. He's got these, like, intellectual affects, like, he's really into engineering, and he can, like, name engineers and stuff. But he yeah. kind of... um when he soul. Meant... Yeah, soul. Yeah. He's, like, he's got a huge love of engineering, but it's kind of like when he's explaining how that cross-joint
1: works, Oh, coffee, yeah, like
0: convection and all that, and claims that it was
1: invented and it's by like some coughing and lungs are literally in are coughing and lungs Yeah,
0: out. Uh, one thing that my wife, like, hated my wife is watching with me, they super, super hated all of the fake coughing noises. It's like the opposite of ASMR, just like, bleh,
1: bleh,
0: like a lungs gonna come out, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't, like, mention, like, content warnings, but, like, content warning. If you do not, like, people coughing, like, they're about to throw up, and this is not the film for you. Yeah, exactly.
1: And especially if you don't like Seth Rogen.
0: <laughs> I mean, of course, my wife doesn't like Seth Rogen either. We um mentioned his, like, relationship with uh, that high schooler, like, they're like, legal yeah. age, but I think...
1: And he's supposed to go to...
0: Yeah, Um, parents' house at one point uh, while uh, on the run.
1: Yeah, and what he goes there later on in the movie, Mm -hmm. and uh, he looks a mess, obviously because of what he's gone through and uh, yeah, cut and all that, and yeah. So yeah, like I swear they talk to Ted.
0: Ted. Ted. Yeah, that's uh, Danny played by Danny McBride.
1: Yeah, he's recognisable. I've seen him in something else, Um He's in um, yeah. This Is The End. He's in Eastbound and Down. This Is The End. is in that movie where it's about the earth uh, when everything's like turning to shit. Like everything's like the end.
0: Yeah. yes, yeah, the end of the world. Also yeah. James Franco. Yeah, also that. Does Seth
1: Rogen. Yeah, and, that's quite yeah, cool. it yeah.
0: His character in This Is The End is kind of based off of his... uh character in Eastbound and Down and in, in this he's like
1: That's where I saw yeah, him, Eastbound yeah. and Down His yeah.
0: character in this is a bit more like a nerdy and like a beat and also a pretentious philosophy stone. he's well into his Buddhism mm-hmm. and um, things like that and reincarnation and it's like pseudo-religious stuff
1: he speaks he basically speaks to Ted and what he does what they don't realise is there's two other people in the background.
0: Yeah, they've like, been the stalked players. by the two hitmen.
1: The two hitmen that work for the job camping that shot the Chinese triad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna look up because I want to call uh, the two hitmen. I wanna call it like a dog Judy. <laughs> Because <laughs> he plays, it's Doug Judy from um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. But he's, he's also he's also in this. Is the end?
1: Who's that?
0: Uh, sorry, I'll bring this, Craig Robinson.
1: Who's that? The white guy. The black guy. Oh, Kevin do you know Corrigan the guy? is the, the white guy. Um, that hot top thing. I swear, he's hot in Hot top that Time
0: top. Machine. Yeah, that's a That's the guy. That's I like him. Well. He's like he's good in a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, he's in a 50
0: stuff. The character in this is a bit like more like sinister, like Yeah. Like they're both like kind of, they kind of, they kinda of dorky, but only to a very limited extent. They're like quite dangerous. They're always like shooting people. They managed to shoot Red. They're like you've been calling him Ted, I guess his name's Red. Oh no, the, the main the main villain is called Ted. Dan McBride's character is called Red. I told I told you, man. I may not be in the freshest state of this.
1: you mean having a few, eh? Yeah, I've
0: been having a few. Yeah. I mean, I've had to speak to people like drunk before. Oh, I was going to mention is that uh, they're, they're like so like out of their element because they've been like smoking weed and stuff. Like some, pe- some people, they get high and they could barely manage the uh, going to see the girlfriend's parents thing. <laughs> yeah. Let alone this whole thing. Oh, I, was, I got some notes here talking about like some like soul's like affectation, how he describes the cross joint, like the apex of the vortex. <laughs> <laughs> this true. Yeah. Also, um, I was going to say like the kind of like relationship that he has with his girlfriend, I say it's kind of like incidental. I'm, what I'm going to say may sound like a little out there, but I'm going to say that this thing is like a rom-com. But it's more about like a...
1: Uh, it's more about the main two people there
0: in the it, film. It, it is. It's about like them like becoming friends <laughs> and yeah. like uh, they have like stuff that happens in a rom com happen to them because they are out in the woods and they're heading back. They kind of like giving he gives them like the jacket and they kind of like have some like sweet. They mentioned it. They're they hanging out
1: their their friendship as well. Their newfound friendship as well. But, oh, yeah, I didn't like you at first. And then, oh, now I like you.
0: Yeah, that's what, that's kind of like what happens in a rom-com. Like, yeah. you got the guy who's, like, kind of, like, standoffish to someone. But then they end up, like, uh, having a close-knit bond with them. And they have the existing partner who has to get kicked out of the way. He never gets back with his girlfriend. Do you notice that?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: He never gets back with her. <laughs> like, he yeah, talks I'm... to her on the phone. And then, like, realises, oh, wait, no, like. I mean, yeah,
1: that happens later on in the film, though, remember?
0: Yeah, it does.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, They go to Ted's and... Um, yeah. ...they not have enough phone
0: Yeah, this is when they return, and they find out that um, Red is just, like, loves... <laughs> he, he's extremely shifty, like, basically betray. He tries to, like, play both sides against each other, doesn't he? But he's kind oh, of, yeah, yeah, like, idiot and he just can't handle <laughs> it at all he's like as way in over his head as anyone else it's like betraying people within seconds and just generally being a terrible liar like anyone else would have seen through him like right away
1: yeah exactly i swear they've got tracking, and after the car bay, reed starts working as well who's this? So, though, oh, mostly, yeah, yeah. they go hitchhiking after the car battery dies and it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's I'm true. just looking at notes here, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, oh, I just remember, like, they smash their phones when they're out in the oh, woods, yeah. don't they? Which yeah, they smash is, their um, phones in the woods. I mean, because to be honest, think, if anyone's chasing you, that's like probably like the first thing you should do. But these were like 2008 phones. <laughs> yeah, they're I mean, probably as well. I'm not quite sure like how like you're able to track them. I know I know you can like pull the phone records, but I don't think it's quite as swift as if you were to do some t- today. Mm. In the movie Four Lions, they mentioned uh, which came two years after they mentioned like eating the SIM cards and stuff.
1: Yeah. Before it's being tracked. <laughs> I've but... seen that I've seen that film quite a few times. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. I do love that film. That's a good film. Yeah. It's a good film, but obviously the ending is a bit shitty, but you know yeah. It was a grim film. What what was it was a bleak is. film. It's it one of those things,
0: there's no way they could write it. So <laughs> I mean, well how could you write a happy ending? We did it. We blew up the London Marathon.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, one thing that um
1: That was a spoiler by the way. Oh sorry,
0: spoilers for Four Lions.
1: Spoilers, yeah. Spoiler of Four Lions,
0: yeah.
1: One thing I noticed that all of the
0: dealers in this, they all have like homes that are basically decorated like uh, old lady homes.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Sol has an excuse because he lives with his grandma, his uh, bubby. But Red, I'm not sure what's going on there. Like, He's got like doilies and stuff in the toilets. <laughs> oh. He's mentioned as having a wife. He's mentioned as having a granddad. It's like pretty like confusing. I guess it's his wife. His wife is not on screen at all.
1: So yeah, like um, dog goes to Angie's house, his girlfriend. Yeah, and explains that her dad. Uh, then explains, explains the- poorly. Explains poorly, and mm. his, his dad reaches for the gun.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: because yep. his dad doesn't trust him as he would. <laughs> yeah,
0: of course. <laughs> I mean, I, I've got a daughter now, so like, uh, maybe I'm a bit more sympathetic with the dad than. I <laughs> but then I used to be when I first watched this film. That's a, also I'm looking at the notes here, like all of the um. He like I said, like he's a bit pretentious. He like kind of believes he's smart. Like when Angie says that he's addicted to marijuana, he says, "No, I'm not. I've got a bong. It filters all that shit
1: out." See, see, when in the house, yeah. Mm. Before that happens, he has to he tells Soul you got to wait outside because he thinks he's gonna go inside the house, but he tells him to wait outside, Mm. and then. I think uh, there's a bit where it's like, shit, they're coming for us. They're coming for us.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah, because he mentions there's a dealer coming yeah. for them. Then yeah. Sol runs in and they automatically assume <laughs> he's the dealer and take him out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So oh, he is my dealer, but it's a different
1: dealer. Oh, yeah, he runs into the house, isn't
0: it? Mm. Yeah. He does. He runs in and gets clunked. Yeah.
1: And then, yeah, I can't really say much, yeah. I've got a few notes here, but that's, it's stuff later on into yeah. the film, like when they sell weed to the kids, little kids. They okay, to so, to try and, and get and money
0: they, for a bus ticket, That's to it, leave yeah. the town, because like, they stash Angie and the parents in a motel, and he's not allowed to come for obvious reasons. Yeah, girls, yeah, yeah,
1: they. they told, they told Angie and that, don't, you gotta stay here, you can't come out of the motel. And um, yeah, I mean, they get they
0: get hired, they do get
1: arrested because of that.
0: Yeah, they do, uh, yes, they're so bad at plans. Like, they literally they come up with the plan to sell the weed and they just end up hanging out in that one spot. Like, it just reminds me, like, on Friday when they've got all of that time to think about what they're gonna do when big worm is coming and they don't yeah. even leave the porch. No, it's that thing, right. it's just that thing, like when you're high and you've got, and you know you're in that position because you got high, because you got high, because you got ha ha, but you know it, and then your only reaction just kind of shut down and you just smoke more (laughs) weed instead of actually doing something.
1: Mm -hmm. There's a police chase.
0: There is a police chase because, um, (laughs) it's funny, like, um, the reason that police chase happens, like they're so worried about being like, talking about the specific type of agents that are after them but the person who arrests uh, Seth Rogan's character it, mm-hmm. which is a weird bit of l- luck because like for some reason like she's he says everything that's happening and she's like completely understanding so the reason they're afraid to talk to the cops is obviously he sees the cop shoot someone so he assumes you yeah. know it's a conspiracy this goes all the way to the top we don't know yeah. but then the very first copy says he speaks, This, is you know what? There is something funny in this force. I'm going to look into it. But, like, he forgets to mention, he mentions that the cop's a lady cop, but he forgets to mention her
1: race. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, just the... to, she just wants to arrest him, like, she's, like, mm-hmm. you know, cutting down and stuff, like that, and, yeah, like, literally. Yeah. He told her everything. Yeah. But still, she wants to take him back mm-hmm. to the police station. But, Saul. So, Ends up. Um, no, you
0: want, no, she like uh, is sympathetic. She wants to take him down just for like details and stuff. Yeah. So he does that big rescue. He fucks everything up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the plot yeah, yeah, could yeah. have like resolved itself a little earlier.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm not really with it today. <laughs>
0: yeah. The thing about like this film, like, is uh, it's funny because they kind of like uh wrote themselves into a corner because there's no realistic way. That these two idiots could have settled something, so they're yeah. kind of like off-screen suddenly they change them into fucking badasses mm-hmm. <laughs> just for the big shoot 'em up finale, and that's like a. Uh, it's the kind of like
1: shooter. it's what? the big shooter is when at the warehouse they argue and they go their separate ways, yeah. and soul gets picked up. Soul gets picked up, trying to say goodbye to his like a
0: uh, grandma. He gets picked up and. Uh,
1: yeah, one of them gets kidnapped.
0: Yeah, a that, soully gets kidnapped. He gets kidnapped yeah, trying yeah.
1: to and meet with man, his grandma. And yeah, so yeah, like the triads hmm. bombarding that place, yeah. and there's a massive shootout with the. Dog and well,
0: also, like Seth Rogan's character, um, Dale, he like meets oh, up with Red, and we've not mentioned because this is a, kind of like a big thing. There's like. Danny McFly's character, Dead, he gets fucking messed up. Like, the way we're talking about it, he gets shot in the stomach. Like, when he's found, he's, like, bleeding all over the place.
1: Oh, yeah, he gets shot twice in the stomach.
0: And he, he just, like, doesn't die. He's, like, borderline invincible. Yeah, that's
1: the moral thing. He doesn't die. For some he's, reason, it's, like, he...
0: realistic violence, but he, like, just, like, lives anyway. It's kind of like Wily e. Coyote. Yeah. And and it's it's, mm-hmm. and, uh, There's go. no other like magic elements in this uh, film, but apparently, just like apart from red, so it's kind of funny. Like, I I spec people are speculated as to why like red doesn't die. There's the theory that like the Buddhism. So he, he mentions his dead cat, so maybe his uh dead cat gave him the nine lives.
1: They
0: sure. Well.
1: Yeah, get short it. as well. Yeah.
0: My theory is that the reason that Red doesn't die is because it's funny. That's probably like a pretty strong one. <laughs> if you wanted to go deeper in it, you could speculate that a coward dies a thousand deaths, but a hero dies only one. And that's what this <laughs> film's about. It's about like uh, them having to like not be cowards anymore. Yeah. And like face facts. He has to face the fact that he's probably not going to like get married to a fucking teenager. <laughs> that they um, has to face up to the fact that he is like uh, smokes more weed than he should. <laughs> and there's yeah. probably not a good idea to try and handle like uh, gangsters.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and witness protection. Well
1: so stoned that
0: they're chasing their shadow.
1: (laughs) There's a bit where the Kimpin and the cop end up getting off of each other. Yeah, yeah. Like they look at each other and they next you know, they're snogging.
0: Yeah, they're snogging. It's um, apparently like Rosie, um, what's she called? Rosie Perez. Yeah. She like had a lot of her uh, lines taken out to like Uh make her character seem like more mysterious. So that's ah. why it kind of comes out of nowhere. Okay. Yeah. But it's cool. Like, I mean, like, they're in, like, most scenes together. And they do have, yeah. like, a kind of, like,
1: uh, they chemistry were with each much, other. They're pretty much a duo, like, yeah. obviously throughout the whole film.
0: Yeah, and um, there's some moments in, like, that final scene where there are, like, a genuine, like, Terror and almost some sad moments because if you, you remember the two hitmen, they end up like t- turning on each other because uh, Bodlovsky, played by Kevin Corrigan, they kind of like you see he's kind of like becomes jaded about the whole thing, and he just keeps mentioning I got to get home to my wife.
1: Oh it's yeah, like that
0: like uh he's like one day away from retirement.
1: Yeah, and the white a bad guy. guy. Yeah. He yeah. ends up shooting the other
0: guy, yeah. Yeah, he ends up getting shot by uh, Craig Robinson's character, Matheson, who is, like, completely acts crazy, like, borderline, like, borderline scary in this, like, he's such, mm. like, a fun guy and everything, is it? It's kind of weird to see him, like, unhinged and just, like, shooting, like, people in cold blood. Yeah, man. I did enjoy yeah.
1: this film, yeah. No, I really did enjoy this film. Yeah. But yeah, like, it's
0: very, it's very different. It's I think it's trying to be like you remember, um, the Cornetto trilogy, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, all of them. Yeah. Where it's kind of like it's a comedy, but also like actual peril exists in it.
1: It's serious as well. It's not just like yeah, funny all the times. Like got some serious parts to it. Which
0: i don't I don't think really exists in a large like stoner comedy i think they, they genuinely did try and do something uh, different here yeah what I find weird is that it kind is of, kind of like almost like an anti weed film though despite like everything they say in it and like the whole like uh, hysteria at the beginning. it does seem a bit like a well you know anti weed if you've got something to do
1: yeah i would I'll definitely watch it again compared to the like, half pates Well I watched it and I thought mmm. Hmm. i
0: have got a note I've got a note here. I call it this that escalated quickly, the movie. (laughs) (laughs) That is it. It's it's um
1: It sums up the whole film.
0: Yeah. It's it's kind of like um have you seen Uncut Gems?
1: That's a new film. I know that Daniel Litopin, who goes by one of tricks quite never, scored the whole movie. Yeah, um, Adam Sandler's singing it. There's a mm-hmm. few other people that's in it, but yeah. Suppose it's been getting mixed reviews, but I've Express, seen a lot of intensely
0: good reviews, and I've seen that it. it's pretty good. But yeah. the reason I mention it is that it just keeps escalating and escalating and escalating, and that's kind of what happens in like Pineapple Express. Mm-hmm. It does. It doesn't really slow down. It just keeps.
1: Yeah, it keeps going, going, going.
0: Is it? Is a genuinely tenth film? Like, uh, even it's got like its rom-com elements, obviously between like the two uh, leads, um, super bad. it's obviously, like similar with that as well. Is is uh, I came down like really hard on um, Harold and Kumar Get the Munchies for, for like having like loads of like gay jokes and like. The kind of like romantic subtext between the two leads is kind of like that but i think that's like how apatow films kind of like deal with male friendships I'm sorry, what do you mean by that um this happens in like super bad as well it's kind of like the idea that male friendships because you know this all like you got to talk to someone yeah as the way that like people are kind of like men are supposed to be like kind of like stunted emotionally so that it kind of like don't like their interactions become kind of awkward, <laughs> so that's why yeah. it, like, uh, they, like, kind of treat it in
1: the film, like,
0: as, like, a romantic thing, because... No worries, man, take your time. Yeah. Basically the idea is that, like, men, because they've got this, like, awkwardness around each other... Mm-hmm through the lens of, like, a relationship is how they explore it. If, if you remember, um, I mentioned Hot Fuzz. They actually, like, there's a really big, like, friendship in that. But they actually, like, cut out most of uh, the women's... They cut out an entire woman character, the romantic interest, and gave half of her lines to Nick Frost's character.
1: Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. I, I watched a bit of that. I ain't seen all of it. I've seen a bit of Shaun of the Dead as well, but yeah, they're good films. And super bad. It's
0: got that moment like they're drunk, they're just about to like go to sleep, and they're saying like, "I love you, man." Why don't why don't we don't say that to each other? Why don't we say that to each other? We should. Yeah. And then the minute like they wake up the next day, they're actually all like, "No I <laughs> and stuff" with each other. <laughs> and it's talking about it doesn't mean like because okay, here's what my point is sensitivity and stuff like that is treated as kind of like weak but that all creates obstacles between each other so that's why
1: these people
0: have like obstacles between each other they're pretentious, Mm -hmm. they think little of each other and it's like that kind of like um, fear of being sensitivity and being weak is what actually stops them being friends Mm -hmm. and they have to get over that and obviously in this film the moment when they do get over it When they like bust each other out of uh, their handcuffs and stuff, in what is pretty much like a gay sex scene,
1: yeah. I think this is definitely going in the collection. Oh, yeah. So, obviously, the first thing I have to talk about
0: is this a stoner film? It definitely is. It's an extremely strange film,
1: it's It's a bit weird. There's no, Hmm? yeah, it is a bit weird because. It like when compared to like how how the Kumar is pretty silly, like all the way through, yeah, half bait pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, it's got some serious scenes in it, and
0: there's no like... trippy visuals. There's no oh. like a over-the-top comedy out. It's got genuine peril in. I'd almost say this is is obviously a stoner film, yeah. obviously a stoner comedy. I don't think I'd like to watch this one high. I think it would put the shits up me if I did.
1: See, I don't know, man. You know what, like, I may watch this bad. I don't know, like, if I was on some shrooms, maybe, Make maybe shrooms.
0: Yeah. I don't know, this would put the shits up me. I think it's a bit too tense. <laughs> but no, yeah, it definitely is. Do you like it? Do you like it? Oh, that's the second thing.
1: I, yeah, this is the thing. I love the film, man. I really do. Compared to the last film that we watched, um, which is half baked, compare. i not compare, but I love. I love it compared to half Bades. Yeah, in this I, case, I like
0: it. And um, for yeah. the next part, like the like whatever the cultural movie significance, whatever. I'd say like I saw Seth Rogan in an interview, and he said like. Um, he wanted to do a stoner film with a plot. <laughs> with a of the plot, yeah, he wrote this. He, he did it. write he it. wrote this for a
1: yeah. few people actually.
0: Yeah, I think he wrote this when he's pretty young, because yeah. um,
1: he's been acting
0: since he's like a teenager, like about 17, 18. Yeah,
1: I did not know that
0: the Apato uh, Franco Rogan thing actually originates in this. Um, TV shoot show called Freaks and Geeks. Okay. And um, that was kind of like just like a high school thing set in the eighties.
1: Yeah. James Franco is in that film called Spring Break, Spring Breakers, or whatever it's called.
0: Yeah, I want to cover that, but that's that's I think that's one of the greatest films ever. But it's not related to this.
1: It's not related. It's totally no. different. It's right. like it's, it's a different. Harmony
0: Korean joint. Yeah, that's it. But um. Freaks and Geeks. Um, Seth Rogen. He was like pretty much like seventeen or eighteen when he started. I think it's his big first like major break that he gets, and a lot of uh, people. He's been the whole like Apatow universe has been around for like a long time. Freaks and yep. Geeks only lasted for one season. Okay. And he's like he's like working with these like young people, some of them kids, and he thought, you know, I'm gonna make more films and just trying to show Hollywood, like, what they fucked up by getting rid of my show. Mm-hmm. And, um, as we're saying, like, is the inspiration for this film, have you seen True Romance?
1: No, I couldn't say I have.
0: Okay, well, um, that actually is a film about, uh, a guy who, um, ends up in way over his head with, um, the Mafia. Because he like ends up like shooting some pimp and stealing all of his coke. Okay. And there's this character played by Brad Pitt, who is extremely. He's basically the guy from the cat, that guy in the couch from Half Baked.
1: Oh, like, who is?
0: Yeah, but he's in. uh He's in some like fine film, and he just entire film he sits on the couch, baked, and he doesn't really do much. Like the mm-hmm. mafia come round to him, and like he says like, "Yeah, I think the gun's somewhere," and they're like they start heading off so, like do you want to like, watch some TV or something? <laughs> so that's the idea. It's the idea that this guy does something. Like if <laughs> he somehow got off off the couch and ended up actually being thrust into the plot yeah. rather than, you know, sitting on his couch. But yeah, um, I, I think I think he succeeded in their point, which is to, like, you know, make a weed film where stuff happens where this outside element that propel yeah. things other than just their own stupidity. <laughs> like, how and Kumar, I love the movie, but it's... You don't need much for a film. It's just about a guy who goes to get... Two guys who go get some burgers.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a simple concept. That,
0: yeah. yeah. um Pan Am Express is not like a, a perfect film, but you know what? Uh, yeah. I, I say it achieved did what it wanted to, like made a uh, film or things like <laughs> things happen um okay um it goes into the collection right
1: yeah man i think so yeah i really do think so because i love him man
0: yeah so yeah. um let me just check if there's anything else i wanted to talk about this film hmm no, I think that I think that covers everything. Yeah, it goes into the collection. Um, let me think what has to be done with it. You know what? It goes into the collection to preserve it. We will keep it in its original packaging. And yep. check, go check your DVD collection. You may not even think you have a DVD collection, but if you do, look at it. It's there. You, yeah. the person listening to it. Pineapple Express is in your house right now. If it's not, yes. this, I don't know what happened to you. For some reason, it's not even opened. You might even have two. I don't know what's going on. But you have it. So uh, congratulations to uh, Pineapple Express.
1: Shout out, Zeph Rogan, James Franco, and all the crew. Yeah.
0: <laughs> blup, blup. Blup, blup. Uh Okay. Um. I guess that uh, this is it for this episode. Um, I am uh, Tommy. Uh, this is Omar. Music is by JQ. Yeah. You Shout can find out, yeah, you. you can find us at uh, theghcpod at gmail.com We're at the Get High Cheering Collection on Instagram. Theghcpod on Twitter.
1: Oh, okay. i oh, say, so, man. Yeah. Uh, I was like, uh, hold in a minute. Hold on a minute, he just said the email. But yeah, yeah, go on, go on, go on. Sorry,
0: That's everything. Uh, where can we find you on Twitter?
1: It's O-T-E-K-N-O-L-O-G-Y.
0: Okay. And I am at Tommy is BS. Um, I said I was going to work on some music projects, but uh, I've not really got anything going on at the moment.
1: Yeah, I've not really done anything recently. Like I've been playing with a new bit of musical equipment, but yeah. other than that, I ain't really been doing much, man. I ain't really been doing much on the music front.
0: Yeah. I've
1: been Which dicking around stands. with
0: samples. I've been like, I've got a bunch of helium tanks, and I've started recording them, being, whacking them with a stick and stuff, and trying to record I, like I, river I sounds. That. I'm just doing it on my phone because so I kind of like those things. I do. I don't really care that much about like clarity and quality of the recording.
1: Okay, I was gonna suggest just get a full record
0: done, like, yeah. if you want to do that kind of stuff. I mean, I've got, like, mics and stuff. Yeah, I can I can do that. I'm like, I've got some ideas. I might come up with, like, just, like, a little, like, uh, mini EP of stuff that's not really, like, songs or anything. It's just, like, just, like, my dabblings, and <laughs> I'm gonna stick that up there.
1: Yeah, no, that'll be good, man. Just put it on bank account or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, um. Is there anything else? I think that's everything. Um yeah, that's us for now. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, stay safe, everyone. This has been the Get stay Hydrated Cheering Collection. Well. Yeah, stay hydrated.
1: Yeah, man. We're all safe.
0: Pineapple Express is in the collection. Yeah,
1: man.